What's up? It's your pal Wenchikasthotikas, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. Now, before anyone says anything, I am well aware that Ice Age is not a Disney movie, not a Pixar film, nor even a DreamWorks production. I do not care. It belongs on this series anyway, because it is a beloved movie from my childhood that I am going to ruin now. Today's fucked up Omita rating is an 8 out of 10, for some dubious consent, and just fucking weird scenarios and porn logic with the vor and, and the reverse cum eating mentioned in the description. We will be doing some summaries and closing off on a narration of my very own fic, The Ravaging of the Nut. Someone called Scratfucker69 told me that it was the closest the human species has ever come to true art, so I think I'm justified in sucking my own dick a little bit. Scratfucker69 is a person who knows what they're about. There was one author I found with a lot of Ice Age smut, but I steered away from them. God, I just said the words Ice Age smut without even thinking about it. What has my life come to? I ask myself that question a lot of times throughout the course of my career. Anyway, I steered away from this particular author because the porn itself wasn't weird enough for me to want to deal with the painful writing style. So sorry, Plasma Fang 70 or whatever your name was, I just didn't find your work that compelling. We're going to have a lot of Diego today. He's in every fic except for the Scrat one. So hope you like him. Sid and Manny will both feature and Soto from the first movie will show up too. So let's get into it. Ice Age Animals boning. I'm going to start off with a Sid Diego fic. I've actually come back to this fic after like almost four years because one summer, my ex and I thought that for some reason it would be a good idea to watch the entire Ice Age pentology. Naturally, after we finished, we looked for fanfiction just to see what was out there. This is what I remember finding. So the herd, Sid, Manny, and Diego, they're all traveling somewhere. It's not really specified. And Sid is being oddly quiet for once because he wants to keep his attraction to Diego to himself, because if his buddies found out, he might lose yet another herd for being a freak. Diego has been catching Sid staring at him. He doesn't know why. He thinks that Sid might be afraid of him, but he wants him to be comfortable. Maddie can take care of himself, but Sid depends on him for protection, and Diego very much does feel protective over him, like he would a mate. <laughs> He's been having such unwanted thoughts similar to that recently. Uh, not just of thinking of Sid as a mate, but like uh, some little more explicit stuff, if you know what I mean. So Manny knows what's up. He sees them checking each other out. He wants them to get on with it already, and all they need is a little push. So he's like, would you guys care if I was dating a wolf? Would you guys care if I was dating a male whale named Ted? No? Alright, so we're already a weird-ass herd. We should accept each other, even if things happen to get a little weirder. So Sid's like, are you trying to tell us that you're gay, Manny? And he's like, no, I'm not gay. And Sid doesn't fucking get it. So he's like, so who's gay? And Manny bursts out like, you two are. So he goes off to go get some firewood, leave them alone with each other. Diego confesses that he's gay to Sid. He has fifis for him too. Always kind of annoys me when people make a bigger deal out of gay stuff than like interspecies stuff. Fucking B-movie ass motherfuckers. 
So um, there's a sex scene. <sighs> Diego says that he wants to mark Sid as his, and Sid doesn't understand at first. He's like, so uh, you want me to wear a little leaf around my neck with your name on it? Oh, oh wait, that's what you mean. Was unaware that the Ice Age animals had a writing system, but okay. So they kiss, I guess. Uh, I don't know how a saber tooth and a sloth would kiss. I don't. I don't know how a saber tooth would kiss at all. I feel like those teeth would get in the way. Ugh. But anyway, talk about some wording. Here's the quote: When Sid's tail moved out of the way, Diego was able to see the gorgeous, <laughs> the gorgeous, the gorgeous pucker that lay underneath. It squeezed, showing Sid's desire to be filled. Well, that was just a double whammy. The first sentence with the gorgeous pucker kicked me in the stomach. And while I was doubled over gasping for air, Sid's desire to be filled finished me. Uh, this isn't the only time they call it a pucker, too. Please use words that sound remotely sexy, for the love of God. So Diego licks his asshole and sticks it in and hurts at first, but then gets nice and, and pleasurable. Uh, quote, Sid let out a pained groan, not used to the feeling of having another person inside of him. Didn't know they were people, okay? Learning a lot about the Ice Age characters secretly being humans on this fine day. So uh, that as they both come, Diego bites his neck hard enough to leave a mark. So the whole world will know that he belongs to him and Sid kind of likes it. To which Diego says, I quote, well, 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 looks like I bagged myself a rather kinky sloth. Jackpot! <laughs> Why? And it ends with them saying they love each other. Um, God, this fic was everything I remembered and more. Why won't God let me die? <laughs> Moving on in this next fic, Soto, the leader of the Sabertooth Cats, he's pissed off that Diego has not yet killed that human kid in the first movie. The only movie with any humans in it. Seriously, what the fuck happened to the humans after the first movie? They just straight up vanished. So he threatens to kill Diego if he doesn't clean up that whole mess. But in case he has to make good on that promise tomorrow, he wants a piece of Diego while he can still get him. It's a little bit rapey because uh, y'all know Diego's gotta like prove his loyalty and Soto has like a big barbed dick and apparently he's caught Diego staring so he asks him if he wants a taste and Diego's having a reaction and he's like hmm, at least let me prepare my tail hole. See that? That's what they call it during this fic. Better than calling it a pucker at least. And he's asks like what about I fuck you instead? And Soto ain't having none of that. The mere suggestion of bottoming sets him off so he must punish Diego by just ramming into him. Let's talk about some word choice. Soto is turned on by Diego's those swaying nuts and two furry balls. It also describes Diego's anus as scalding hot. Normally I would say go see a doctor, but this is Ice Age and they are cats, so they don't have doctors. Either way, that doesn't sound normal. But Diego is like, you wish I was strong enough to fuck you, even though he is quite enjoying being dominated, and Soda doesn't want to admit that he's right, calls him a sloth fucker, which, yeah, I mean, considering the previous selection. It also describes Soto as having, quote, practically a gallon of boiling hot cum in his heavy sack, and now I don't know a lot about saber-tooth balls, but 
That sounds like a lot of cum. The type of balls I do know most about are chimpanzee balls, though. Chimps have huge fucking balls because they're such sluts. If they want to be able to reproduce, they have to dump more cum into that chimp pussy, that chussy, than the last guy who dumped his load into that chussy. So he has a better chance of reproducing if he just lets out more sperm. So... As you can see, ball size is negatively correlated with monogamy. So basically, the sluttier the species is, the bigger their balls are relative to their body mass. So I would need to know how slutty saber-tooths are to figure out how big their balls would be. And it sounds like they're not that slutty, according to this text, just judging by Soto's sexual frustration at not having gotten laid since last mating season. In fairness, though, saber-tooths were pretty big animals, so I don't know. Maybe they did have balls the size of milk containers. Oh, and also, back to that quote, again, with the boiling and the scalding shit, why is their cum so hot? Like, do Ice Age animals just have higher body temperatures to combat the cold of their environment? That is the hypothesis I venture. So uh, the sex scene ends with Soto nutting in Diego's ass and copious usage of the S word. Copious, meaning any use of the S word whatsoever. And Diego moaning like, oh, Soto. And Soto reminds him of his mission to kill the human child or else face death. But Diego's like, you can't kill me, Soto. Who else would keep you satisfied? And it ends. So that's the fix. Sorry about the massive tangent about chimp balls and the correlation between ball size and sluttiness. But now you have this useless fun fact. Regale your friends and family with this new knowledge. Why do you know so much about chimp balls, one chickasthalicus? You may ask. Actually, I learned about them in college. Not while I was doing research to fact check chimp porn. Believe it or not, this isn't the hyena clitoris thing all over again. So let's get to what I'd consider to be our weirdest selection. Definitely has the worst porn logic. This is the worst commission this author has gotten, and they didn't even get paid for it, so <laughs> ripped OP. So Manny and Diego are stuck in a cave during a really bad snowstorm, and they're not getting out anytime soon. So <laughs> what do you think they're going to do the past the days? <laughs> yeah, uh, listen guys, if you're in a cave for an indeterminate amount of time with no food, then maybe you should preserve your energy. Fucking might warm you up, but it would also wear you out, I imagine. So Diego explains that he and his saber-toothed buddies would fuck each other when they were bored because it was something to do, you know? This is still at the stage in Diego and, and Manny's relationship where they don't like each other, so it's like a trust-bonding exercise. Uh, they both agree that Manny should be the top because... How would Diego even physically be able to mount Manny with that size difference? So Diego's asshole is about to get totally wrecked. Like, uh, maybe y'all should try oral first. I, I bet Manny could give a real, uh, a real good trunk job. I get. I, I should have found porn of that. All I'm saying though is, uh, start off slow, you guys, because this is legitimately dangerous. Like, this is a horrible conversation to have. Here's the quote. Manny, how much can I put in you? It's like two-thirds of your whole body length, Diego. Just shove the whole thing in, I can take it. I mean, I never have taken anything close to that before, but I'm sure it's fine. How much do you come, by the way? End quote. Well, I'm sure it's not fine. So yeah, um, it, it goes all the way into his body somehow, obliterating his organs, but Diego doesn't care. He's literally like, I'm not dead yet, so that's a good sign. Keep going. 
Manny floods him with many gallons of cum, stretching his stomach so much so that Diego feels very full without having eaten anything. You heard it here first, folks. Trapped in a cave with someone else, but no food. Just make them cum so hard that it fills up your stomach from the ass end. Or maybe something slightly less insane, just eat their cum, like, from the normal direction. And it makes me wonder how many starving people have resorted to eating cum. If I was starving, I mean, I'd rather eat cum than feces. Just putting that out there. Uh, so there's another problem. It's really cold in that cave. And you'd think that Ice Age animals would be well adapted to the cold. But I, I guess it's just that fuck-ass freezing. But Manny has a brilliant idea. They can't cuddle for warmth because Manny would just crush him. So what? <laughs> what if he eats Diego instead? It's warm in his stomach, right? That makes perfect sense. More than maybe trying out a few different positions. So yeah, this has Vor in it on top of all the absurd porn logic that's already gone down. Manny can't digest meat, so Diego will survive. <laughs> So Diego crawls into his mouth. He's like, yeah, it's a little gross in here, but it's comfy and warm. In and out. 18 hour adventure. Also to understand how Diego would fit through his intestines. He should just crawl back out of his mouth when he's through. Because we already know he could fit through that. That's, that's where it ends. Man, I've seen a lot of porn logic in my time. And vor logic is something I am acquainted with. But the, re the reverse cum eating. That has me a bit rattled. So that's that. Uh, now I think I should give a little backstory as we come up on our final selection of the day. Once upon a time when I was just starting out as Munchkin Stoticus, I thought the world needed a Scratix Acorn fic because that is truly the only acceptable OTP in the Ice Age franchise. Let's face it, what Scrat has for that thing is the realest love in the series. The friendship between the herd of main characters is a form of love, sure, but Scrat has passion! Definitely not healthy, the obsession he has, and I'd consider it to be a stalker relationship if the nut was sentient. Nonetheless, there needed to be a fic about it, and so I delivered. So please, accept this wildly uncomfortable fanfiction about Scrat at long last gorging himself upon the glorious nut, and as I said, it was approved by someone called Scratfucker69, so <laughs> I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Here it is. Years of futile attempts had left him nearly hopeless, but the yearning within him had never subsided. For so long now, he had been chasing after something that deep inside him he thought he could never have. To such lengths he had gone, braving errors of change, harsh and unforgiving terrains, and antagonistic rivals on top of all that. He had had his heart torn in two opposing directions, between the love that a mate could provide and between what he had sought since the day he had been born. But his mind was made up, and now he knew where his love lay, what his true goal in life was. Once again, he was galvanized by the knowledge of his own strength and perseverance. He would stop at nothing. And now he had it. Finally, after years of struggle and trial after trial, the acorn was his. It seemed too good to be true. Always, just when he had it in his clutches, some higher intervening force would strip him of his prize. It happened more times than he could keep track of, but always, always it left him just as devastated as the first time he had lost it. But now, 
now in this glorious present time, a time he hoped would go on forever, an eternity with his love. Now he had it in the hollow of an old oak tree in the open forest with late afternoon sunlight filtering through autumn's red and yellow foliage. In the distance, birds chirped and the wind blew peacefully, the leaves rustling. Winter was coming, and he was prepared. At first, he had been so afraid that this would be just like the other times, that the nut would slip away from him at the last moment and his search would begin anew. But he had been in the hollow of the old oak tree for days now, guarding the nut and furnishing his place for his winter stay. Nothing had happened to it. No malicious force had stolen it from him. It came as a shock to him, something so surreal, too good to be true, but his overwhelming emotion was bliss. He'd done it! Presently... Confident enough to initiate his plans with the acorn, Scrat the squirrel released it from his protective embrace. Oh, how beautiful it was. He took a moment simply to stand back. Can I call Scrat a simp for the acorn? <laughs> it didn't occur to me. Because now when I see the word simply, I think of simps for obvious reasons, you know. And also in a post I saw that was like, simp this, simp that, I simply want to be in her arms. But yeah, Scrat is a simp for the acorn. <laughs> anyway, he continues, he took a moment simply to stand back and admire the way the fading light gleamed on its shining surface, how superbly it rounded off into a precise tip, the pattern of the scales on the cupule, the way the stalk was bent in an imperfect yet ruggedly charming manner. He sighed, clasping his paws together lovingly, then set them back on the beloved nut. He inhaled its woody and pure scent. It was as crisp as the forests of heaven, as fresh as a thousand new beginnings, and he gently began to remove the cupule. The rough texture twisted under his paws, and he set it aside carefully to thank it for its service, for it had long protected the acorn's greatest treasure. At last, he exposed the tender meat. His mouth watered and his heart beat faster in involuntary mode. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up. Y'all know that by now. An involuntary moan escaped from his jaws. The sight before him was so tantalizing that he could no longer hold back. With fervor yet reverence, his teeth met that elusive brown flesh. He took a piece of it into his mouth and savored the moment, the moment in which he had reached his life's goal. As much as he wanted no more than to tear into it with a reckless abandon, he was painfully aware that this would not last forever. He had to drag it out as long as possible. Oh, he could dream a thousand fantasies, and none of them would ever come close to the very real sensation of having the nut beneath him. Though he had imagined many times the taste of the acorn, he had so faithfully saw it, he had never thought that it could possibly be this exquisitely delectable. Deeper still, he dug, as if he could not be close enough to it. He pressed his whole body into it as he saw oh God. <laughs> okay, context for this. I wrote this in 2017 when I did not have a burning and passionate hatred for the S word. And I know this references a plant egg, if you will, like a literal seed. But the way I'm talking about it, it sounds like cum. So it says... <laughs> He pressed his whole body into it as he swallowed the S word. He could not satiate this feeling, the texture of it in his mouth, the taste of it, the knowledge that it was his. Having made his way through the meat and to the hard outer casing, he swept his tongue across the inner shell in a broad, powerful stroke, one that ached of need. Yet the meat was still far from finished. His belly was pleasantly full, but he did not think that he could ever refuse the nut. 
Onwards he plunged, his initial feeding frenzy only wetting his appetite. He slowed down his movement, every bite a treasured instant that would transform into one of his most cherished memories, each a highlight of his life. His noises of pleasure only grew louder as he let his longing for the nut change from a basic need to an all-encompassing, luxurious experience. He broke off chunks of flesh and sucked them free of flavor before swallowing. He licked the meat still inside the shell without biting it off in order to better relish the taste. He dragged his body across it and reveled in the sensation of that brown meat against him. His hunger was growing once more. He was still satisfyingly full, but still he desired to ravage the nut. Oh, he had had enough of it taking his time. He would make the nut his, and he took it inside of him again and again until his cheeks were stuffed with meat and his body was begging him to stop. At last, when the meat was gone, he crawled on all fours to sniff up the last crumbs, and he stroked the inner shells with his tongues. The hollow smelled faintly of the now-eaten foodstuff. The inside of his mouth still tasted of acorn, and it sat as a heavy lump in his stomach. In the morning, he knew he would not awake without purpose. There would be another elusive nut he could chase after for years, and now that he had done it once, he could do it again. There was nothing stopping him anymore. He would become the master of the nut. God. Um, not to suck my own dick, but that was uncomfortably sexual and a crime against nature, but I'm not sorry. You're all welcome, especially you, Scratfucker69. That's all I have for Ice Age stuff. I wanted to keep this episode relatively short, just get the cream of the crop, talk a little bit about each of the main characters. Uh, next episode, we are going back to Avatar because somehow a fan fiction about my two favorite dilbs escaped me. And I am hyped to talk about it, so I'll see y'all then. Today we covered I Love You Always Forever M by Sissy43148, Soto's Loyal Lieutenant by Owner of All Games, It's Something to Do by An Orphan Account on AO3, and The Ravaging of the Nut by When She Kissed Thought to Kiss. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find me at the Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word follow so you'll know what's coming up next. If you want to drop a rating review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, Wenchikis Thoticus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. That's all for today.